Good morning, pet appreciators. Good morning, Twin Cities, and welcome to the Pet Connection Show here on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Kathy Menard here, your host, um, and Dr. Nicole is off today, although we have another wonderful uh, guest um, who's calling in here and will be uh, wonderful to, to do the show with as well. But pet appreciators, you know me, peppy, happy, look on the positive side, glass half full. You know, that's kind of my attitude. Um, wake up feeling good every day. Um, but I'm sure like many of you or all of you, I'm so troubled. I mean, I just can't start a happy peppy show about pets and, until I just say, I am so troubled. I'm so bothered. I just, I'm, I'm torn up in knots. I'm sure all of you are too. And of course, I'm talking about the two mass shootings. I can't be on air and not say, you know, say something. Um, and I, uh, I don't know about you, but if you're feeling the same way I do, uh, I'm right there with you. And I'm just sick of it. But we all have been, haven't we, for quite a long time now? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm to the point of just screaming. <laughs> I'm just so frustrated. And, and my heart is so heavy, as I'm sure all of yours are as well. And, um, you know, I, I, I'm just... I'm I'm ready again Monday morning to do as many phone calls as I need to, but I want to do more, you know, but what, what can I do? So I don't know. I just want to say that, you know, I can't just like pretend this happy pet show and not acknowledge what's going on in our country. Um, and so many, 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 many people are, are suffering because of it. And I'm just uh, tied up in nuts right now. And um, I just have to say that I'm just so upset about it. You know, I'm just so upset. This is just, it. I want to say enough is enough. But you know what? Enough is enough was like, what, six years ago or something? I mean, it's just, and the engineer is nodding his head. I don't know if you wanted to say anything at all, but I'm just, I can't go through the day without, I mean, it's on my mind constantly. We had a plan on the atheist show this morning to talk about separation of church and state, but it just, we had to spend most of the show talking about the, the gun issue. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, yeah, exactly. So it's you, you can't ignore it. Nobody can sweep it under the rug. Nobody can say, "Oh, we'll deal with it." You know, when Congress is back in session, we'll deal with it. At, deal with it after the election. None of that. It has to be something immediate. And I, 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 you know, for the first time, like I'm kind of like scared. You know, like it's just happening so much that if it if you haven't been personally affected by it by now. You know, I just feel like it's just a matter of time. Knock on wood, I don't want to jinx anything. But, but you know what I mean? It's just like too too many. My partner and I were just talking too about how we were considering going to the state fair. But at this point, we almost don't want to because it's who knows what could happen there. And with that many people in that area and it, you're, you're kind of scared to go out into any public event at this point. Yeah. And there were always like places that were. I don't want to say always far away or, or whatever. And, and I've never had that attitude of, oh, it can't happen here, can't happen to me. But it's just too much, especially – yeah, it's just too much. It's too many different religious groups, too many cultural groups, too many races, too many age groups, too many schools, too many churches, too many synagogues, too many uh, mosques. It's just too many. Too many shopping centers, too many nightclubs, too many streets. It's just it's just too many. And, um, you know, I just uh, – I want to get this day over with. I want to sleep really fast. And I want to wake up doing something, physically doing something tomorrow because I can't stand this anymore. And, and I'm sure I'm not the – I know I'm not the only one, pet appreciators. I'm preaching to the choir here. I know on AM 950, great, superb radio station and listeners. But um, there just isn't a day that's, that's – I mean I got to do something. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But, um, but anyways, um, thank you for letting me just spew that out. Um, and you know, I, like even at the gas station this morning, maybe I'm being like overly uptight about it. I don't know, but there was a young man clearly of a different culture, um, at the gas station and, um, an elderly, uh, person was, uh, parked behind him and, um, they were having w words a little bit and I wasn't quite sure what that was, but the guy in, um, the elderly gentleman was really, really firm about, you move your car because I want to get out of here. But what I, I didn't hear everything, but what the young man said um, during part of the exchange was, oh, no, I'm Somali, he said. And um, right away, my mind went to, well, why did 
why is this man questioning who he is? You know, and maybe I misheard some stuff. I don't know. I didn't mishear that, but maybe I misheard the elderly gentleman's um, comments. But when, when the the uh, person of a different culture and race than I am walked into the gas station, you know, I just said, you know, are you feeling okay? Are you, uh, you know, are you, you know, I, I kind of felt like I wanted to make sure that I show that I, I was being protective or something. You know what I mean? And maybe it's just because I was so intense on, you know, what's going on. Um, but I just, and he said, yeah, you know, everything is, is, you know, okay. But I just felt like, you know, um, I don't want to get myself into trouble and I'm not saying something's around the corner, but it's just happening too much. And I, and I don't want to like, just, you know, ig- ignore something like when, um, uh, Trump first said, I don't remember when, God, I, I don't remember, he probably says it every day, but something about going back, you know, not recently here to represent Omar and the other three uh, representatives, but it was maybe right after the election or, or something, but there was a young man in Uptown and um, he was going into the Lunds there and I was going into an, and a, uh, a woman was going in with her son who she clearly had adopted from another culture. Another, uh, yeah, another country, another culture, whatever. And the young man had the nerve, maybe he was on drugs, I don't know, to say, yeah, Trump said go home. Trump said go back. And he was just walking around Lund saying that. And I kick myself to this day because it was like, you know what? I should have told the young man to shut up or something. You know what I mean? Like I shouldn't have just said, you know, like nothing. But, um, you know, because it's not so much him as I didn't want that young child you know, he's probably too young to maybe interpret it all, but I, uh, what the messaging was behind it. But I felt disappointed in myself because I didn't speak up more on, on behalf of the child than trying to change that young man's thought process. But, um, but yeah, I just wanted to say that. And you didn't, you didn't turn in to hear all that as a pet show and whatever, but I just wanted to. I needed you to listen and I appreciate that. And I just want to be a better, <clears throat> American citizen, you know, I raised my son uh, always, always to to think of himself not as an American uh, citizen, but as a global citizen, and I feel that way, you know, to this very day, <clears throat> and um, and I just think it's just really important. But anyways, Cheryl Jaffer, who's a dear friend and just one of the best uh, animal behavior. Um, trainers out there, dog dog trainers out there in the state of Minnesota, probably the Midwest. And I just want to welcome her back onto the show. You've been a guest always, you know, a few times a year, three, four, five times. And we love it when you can, you know, share your wisdom and expertise and experience with us. And I want to take a moment here to, to welcome you, Cheryl. And, and I have a topic that's been on my mind, coincidentally, but I'd like to to bring it up with you too and our listeners and, and hopefully some of them can give us some feedback and and uh, join in or have questions for you or whatever. But good morning, Cheryl, and welcome. Good morning, Kathy, and I really appreciate that you started the show the way you did, so thank you for that. Oh, you're very welcome. How can we not? How can we not have it on our right. minds? Right, exactly. But one thing, you know, it doesn't matter to me how... um how long I've been doing this, there's always new personalities, new behaviors, maybe not new, but things that resurface or, you know, it's a a dog that might not have any issues and then start having issues, you know, that kind of thing. And, Mm -hmm. you know, one thing that's been on my mind that I've noticed the last couple of weeks is that, um, oh, well, before that, let me go back. Now, I don't know who these victims are from El Paso and Dayton. I don't know anything about them. Um, you know, I just know that all of them have family members, whether they're children that they've left behind or whatever. But some of them have left pets behind, and some of those pets are now without their owners, and that bothers me too. I just want to say that. Um, but um, but the, there's a couple of dogs, big dogs, you know, um, rough, tumble kind of dogs um, as part of our daycare. And, you know, they do fine, blah, 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 blah. But I've noticed – in the last couple of weeks, at both of them, one's a female, one's a male, they both come part-time, <coughs> excuse me, but they're getting a little past the point of being rambunctious and a little bossy and a little over the top 
or I think that some of the other ones that are equal and their play skill level are like slightly turned off by it or slightly like, whoa, hey, man, you crossed a line, you know, that kind of thing. And so, you know, in my mind, I was like, I wonder if I've got a couple of bullies here. You know, they're not fighting or biting or any of that and, and not to, uh, to minimize that at all. It's not like it has to get to that point for me to see it as a problem. But they've gotten a little too cocky, I think, that they've risen to the pack of, you know, and not necessarily during other group activities, but during free play kind of stuff. They've kind of risen to the pack and feel like they're kind of top dogs. And um, they're just playing a little bit too rough. Nobody has gotten hurt, whatever, whatever. So I don't want to, you know, <laughs> say that things are crazy or whatever. But, you know, they're just a little bit too much in your face. And they kind of, like we have the back door that goes from the back of the building. We clip it to the back gate that goes out into the back fencing area. So they just run, you know, in and out whenever. And um, these two particular dogs, and they're not always there on the same day either. Maybe one day a week they see each other. But they're both getting a little bit bossy where they start to run out, stop on the stairs, and start to control the pack, the rest of the pack, as they try to make their way up the stairs and outside. And um, I just I, I just have a sense that that's bothering some dogs because some of them will turn around, come right back in and, um, you know, try it again a little bit. But I would love to talk to you, Cheryl. And I know that you I know that, um, yeah, that you do more one on one or small group kinds of stuff. And so these are big, big group dynamics and that kind of thing. And, you know, there's certain ways that I deal with it and handle it. But I would love to get your input. And of course, listeners, I value you uh, so much that I would love to get any feedback um, as well. But everything has to wait because we're going into a commercial break. Please stay with us, pet appreciators. Hi, I'm Peter Solak. And I'm Adam Ostrowski. We are here at Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces to talk about the joy of live fire cooking. Cooking over a live fire is the oldest and most basic form of cooking. What's new is in the way a fire is handled and its heat is managed. It's easier to experience and enjoy the smell and taste of food cooked over a live fire. Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces sells and installs live fire grills, fire pits, and ovens. Let us help you experience the smell, the taste, the fun of cooking with fire. Pizza was first made and is still best made in an open fire oven. The radiant and conductive heat of a live fire is unmatched for wood roasting and baking artisan breads, too. Come see the many ways you can cook over a live fire. Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces has over 35 working wood and gas units on display at the corner of East Franklin and Riverside Avenue in Minneapolis. More information at woodlandstoves.com. Find the fire that works for you. Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces, out of the ordinary products and services since 1977. Native Ritz Radio is proud to announce we've added an extra hour. Yeah, Chuchke, one hour goes by too fast. That's right, Uncle Curtis. I'll have extra time to share important information about our secret animals. And report national and native news from all over the country and Canada. This new hour is sponsored by Robbins Kaplan LLP, dedicated to redefining excellence for high-stakes litigation representation in Indian country. We are awake I heard sex trafficking happens a lot in Indian country. What is that? Here are some of the real reasons why sex trafficking happens in Indian country. Unequal gender roles that were forced on us by colonization. Communities don't have enough resources. Silence around domestic and sexual violence. Lack of attention and justice for missing and murdered indigenous people. There's a lot of behavior that keeps our communities out of balance. These are just a few true reasons why native communities are targeted by traffickers. When these acts of violence happen in our communities, it opens us all up for exploitation. Sponsored by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. I'm Connie Burek, co-host of Awakened Living Infusion Radio Show. Join Michelle Kitzmiller and I as we focus on all aspects of health, wellness, spirituality, and growth from a mind, body, spirit, emotion perspective. On the Awakened Living Radio Show, we will discuss stress, self-care, fear, happiness, beliefs, communication, joy, pain, trauma, and more. Join us for the Awakened Living Infusion Radio Show Saturdays at 10 a.m. Let us share with you ways to infuse vitality into life. Hello, fellow AM950 listeners. This is Jaja from Nightingale at 26 in Lindale. Come experience our delicious signature dishes and exciting rotation of inventive seasonal fare for my wife and chef, Carrie, and her team. Nightingale is the perfect place to gather for any occasion with our extensive wine, beer, and cocktail selection, along with our dedication to great service. We offer a full menu every day from 4 to 1 a.m., two award-winning daily happy hours, and weekend brunch at 10. 
More at NightingaleMPLS.com. Thanks for staying with us, pet appreciators. And if you're just joining us, my name is Kathy Menard, and I'm the host here, one of the hosts of the uh, Pet Connection Show here on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. And Cheryl Jaffer, who owns Jiffy Dog Dog Training here in St. Paul, um, although she does service the metropolitan area, she has joined us again, and we're always so happy to have her with us. Uh, we were talking a little bit, um, I was talking a little bit about bullying behavior in dogs, not necessarily aggressive, not fighting, not fearful, but just dogs that are feeling pretty good about themselves and feeling pretty good that they can control the pack if they want. You know what I mean? And so um, I just feel like, you know, I'm the top dog. I got to control this. And I'm noticing some, you know, you're you're feeling a little too high and mighty here, buddy. Um, I, I need to kind of help you get into your place, so to speak, Mr. Dog and Ms. Dog. So, um, but what are your thoughts, uh, Cheryl, just from the little bit that I told you? I think actually you told some really good information. I think the first thing I always do is pay attention to the group dynamics. So I start to look for signs of body language that help me understand that. Dogs that have a really rigid stance are standing forward or giving a lot of direct eye contact are probably the dogs that you're going to want to keep an eye on. I also watch for other dogs turning their heads aside, licking their lips, yawning, um, trying to avoid, like you mentioned, the dog turning back in. Those are all signs that will give you some ideas about what's really going on. And I, I spend a lot of time talking about body language, and I can give you some resources for that for, for the listeners as well. But the second thing I really try to do is interrupt it before it escalates. So the fact that you're talking about it now I think is great. I start to do things really simply, like do the dogs respond to you when you say their name? Yeah, they're good dogs. I mean, yeah, yeah. I think they've just gotten a little too cocky. Right. You know, so if you just said their names and had them come to you, praise them for pulling them out of the situation. Does that make sense? Yes, yes. It's a simple thing to do, but I practice it a lot with younger dogs, with adolescent dogs who don't quite understand how to interact. Just randomly calling them before they're escalating so that when they start to get a little bit more bossy, you have a recall where you can pull them out of that situation without any consequences. And then the, the most important thing is that you praise them and reward them for leaving that situation so that they are able to break it. And what I find happens a lot is they they start to have a little bit more ability to regulate themselves because if they don't start to get more tense, they're allowed to play longer. Yes. I. Yep, yep. And for me, it's like, Somewhere along the line, these two in particular, you know, who are both very popular. I mean, they're they're very, very popular dogs with everybody. They play with everybody. Everybody plays with them. It's just, there's just, I, I've noticed it with the stairs. Like they, you know, mm-hmm. like um, in the very beginning when we first opened the gate and that first opening of the door and the gate or whatever can happen multiple times because maybe some another staff person needs to bring something through. So we have to close everything up. And usually what we do, and majority of the dogs really get this, is that, you know, I'll open the door and I just call them one by one. And they, I think they just get a kick out of it. Oh, she said, Teddy, I'm going. I'm going out the door now. You know, that kind of thing. But um, yeah. but but as the day goes on, it's been you know an hour or two or whatever, and they're just kind of all everything has kind of gotten into their own flow, and everybody's kind of doing their own thing. I know maybe the train whistle blows or something as it's coming closer and going to go by, and that gets everybody worked up, and that's kind of when I see these two dogs. I'm going to race to the be the first one out. I'm going to get to the top of the stairs and turn around, and I'm going to like control who's going to go by by me and that kind of stuff. And that, you know, I don't know if that's even something I should be worried about, but I kind of am. I just don't like that. And so that's kind of, it's like, I I just feel like they kind of got a little too excited, a little too cocky, a little too, you know what I mean? I do. And I think the fact that you're calling them out one at a time is really interesting. 
Are these two dogs able to stay inside for a little bit while you let call some of the others out? Will they do that or will they rush the crowd? Um, excellent question. They will listen. Um, so it happens more during, you know, um, as things have gone on during the day and everybody's kind of doing their own thing and you know what I mean? And something. Got it. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe two dogs start wrestling and everything's just fine. And suddenly they decide, well, we're going to race outside and wrestle outside. And so that's when those dogs kind of come in and kind of like, you know what I mean? Oh, no, you're not. I'm going to be the first one out now. You know, so, but, well, um, oh, go ahead. Well, I, you also mentioned the train whistle. And I'm wondering if we could start using the train whistle as a sign for one of your staff members to just initiate some play or petting with that dog to break their focus on that. If you start to understand what things are happening right before the dogs escalate, like the train whistle or, and I'm not saying you know that every time, that would be also a sign of, oh gosh, I'm noticing this dog is getting a little bit more rigid. I'm noticing this dog is starting to go stand at the top of the stairs. This would be a great time for me to call the dog, have one of the staff call the dog over to another part of the area and just start petting them and doing something that's a little bit more calming to see if we can interrupt that pattern. Perfect. Yeah. Yes. And and, and in a perfect world, I know we've done that, like put a leash on and then walk them out and just kind of have them stay in the back and then, um, you know, slowly walk them to the group. And when they're calmed down, take the leash off and kind of walk away. But, um, yeah, but just as a side note, you should see us out in the back in the fence. The train comes by, and I'm out there with the dogs. They're barking and, you know, all excited, and their tails are wagging. And I'm I'm up there waving <laughs> to the engineers, and they uh-huh. honk again, and they wave back. It's like this crazy, stupid thing, but it's really fun. So, <laughs> but anyways, but yeah, yeah, no, but I, I, I love what you're talking about, though, Cheryl, you know, kind of taking it back a couple steps, nothing that they're doing yeah. should be a super consequence, you know, I don't think, but I just kind of want to de-escalate. Is that the right term? That's absolutely the right term, and the time to de-escalate is before the escalation happens. Before you see something really clear that's physically indicating to you that the dogs are, you know, going to the top of the steps and standing there is a great example of one of those. That's where they're pretty far into the process. But if you notice before he does that or she does that, they maybe start walking back and forth in front of the desk. Then, okay, when we see this behavior, we're going to call them over and just do some calm petting with them so that they don't start that whole cycle that's leading to them standing at the top of the stairs. Yeah, because they feel really good when they get a little bossy like that. They feel really good. And, you know, and, and it may be those two this week, you know, and maybe... Come November, it might be another dog that was just sort of regular and is now feeling pretty good socially and has had some pretty good, you know what I mean, that might kind of uh, take over that role and will need to be, you know, <laughs> de-escalated back to just, hey, hey, man, just be a normal dog here. Uh, all is okay. All will be good. So, um, but no, we, I, I find that. And that's one thing, we're going into a commercial break, but that's one thing I'd like to touch base with you. And again, pet appreciators, always feel free to call in 952-946-6205. But talk about just as they grow, their personalities and their skill sets change. And um, some dogs drastically, well, maybe not quite that. Some dogs more, uh, not quite as much, but it is interesting. It's interesting behavior. Stay with us, pet appreciators. Tom Hartman here telling you that solar energy isn't just for environmentalists. Switching to all-energy solar is actually perfect for reducing your carbon footprint while also saving money on your monthly electric bill. The fact that solar panels cause no earth-harming emissions while it's producing energy is a bonus. Who in the world could object to that? But they can also help you save money month after month for decades. And they do it with a clean footprint. So go green and start saving money today by visiting allenergysolar.com. 
Get 50 bucks for your trade-in regardless of condition when you buy new appliances from Warner Stallion. Buy at Warner Stallion and you get our already low price guarantee, trusted fast free delivery, professional installation, 18 months no interest financing, and now we'll buy your replaced appliances for 50 bucks each. Choose from Minnesota's best appliance selection with friendly specialists who save you time and money. Say goodbye to your tired appliances and get $50 rebates for a limited time at Minnesota's original appliance specialist, Warner Stallion. Connections Radio Show is all about tapping into our hardwired hunger to connect. We examine meaningful connections to ourselves, our community, and the world around us by opening the door to innovative insights by a wide variety of interesting guests. We'll make the connections to something bigger than ourselves. Join me, Lori Fitz, your host of Connections Radio Show, and together we'll make the connections. Saturday mornings at 9 a.m. on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Do you suffer from anxiety about the current state of politics? Are you confused or easily angered by the president? It's my party and I'll lie if I want to, lie if I want to. Do you have an overwhelming feeling that something is going terribly wrong with the country? But don't know if Democrats are the answer? Chuck, if you just stick with me, with Democrats, we'll quickly see. Seize defeat from jaws of victory. Tax extend. Join us then. We will screw it up again. You can't control what happens in Washington, D.C., but you can take command over how it affects you by coming to see the Capitol Steps. The Capitol Steps can provide relief for political anxiety disorder. So ask your doctor if the Capital Steps are right for you. The Capital Steps, they put the muck in democracy. Capital Steps brings their show to the Ordway on Friday, August 9th at 7.30. Purchase tickets at ordway.org. That's ordway.org. I'm Richard R.J. Eskow, and this week on The Zero Hour, we'll be discussing political corruption, Wall Street shenanigans, our corporate overlords, digital dystopia, and maybe throw in a surprise or two as well. All this and more on The Zero Hour every Sunday night from 9 until midnight on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. With your AM 950 weather, I'm Sam Turnberg. Today we could see some showers, but mostly sunny with a high near 88, while tonight's mostly cloudy with a low around 68. Tomorrow, storms likely with a high near 84. Tuesday, sunny with a high near 84. And Wednesday, mostly sunny with a high near 83. Join Country Financial for the 2019 Minneapolis Farmer's Market Chef Challenge. This Saturday, August 10th, a couple of local chefs will compete for the title of Master of the Market. The event starts at 10 a.m. and it's at 312 East Lindale in Minneapolis. More info at mplsfarmersmarket.com. Welcome back, Pet Appreciators. Welcome back to the Pet Connection Show here on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Kathy Menard here, your host, along with a wonderful guest, a frequent guest, Cheryl Jaffer of Jiffy Dog Dog Training. You know, Cheryl, before we get into the, the other um, topic or question or whatever that I wanted uh, to move right into, I want to make sure that you have an opportunity to, to give everybody your contact information. Okay. Um, I am Jiffy Dog, and it's spelled with a G. G-I-F-F-Y. My phone number is 651-592-1264. You can email us at jiffydog at gmail.com as well. All right. And again, she's been around forever. Pet appreciators, I know that uh, she has a lot of experience with with foster dogs, rescue dogs. Um, Well over 150, haven't you, cared for in your home? I actually stopped counting in 2012 at 250, so I don't know where I'm at now, but it's a lot. Yeah, yeah, okay. All right, that is a lot. It's hard to remember. All right. So um, uh, I kind of forget what my follow-up question was. Do you do you remember before the break? I, I don't remember, but there are two online resources that are free that might be beneficial to people who are trying to understand body language. Would you mind if I mention those? Go for it. The first one is called I Speak Dog, and it's one word, uh, and it gives people information about how to understand and recognize body language, and it gives them, it's like a little curriculum for people to start to understand their own dog's body language, which I think is amazing. And the other one is Vet Behavior Team, and that um, is a Australian organization, and it's behavior spelled with U. They have handouts on when to recognize signs of stress in your dog. 
and they're infographics so they can actually see visual diagrams of what stress might look like in a dog. So I think those are really great resources to help people understand what they're seeing when they're watching their dog interact. Excellent. Absolutely excellent. I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. And that's why you, you come on so often is because you have so much good information. So, but we were, we, I know we were talking about group dynamics. Um, and oh, I know what it was. Uh, dogs, you know, their personalities can change. And I don't know if it's so much of their personalities, but, um, certain skill sets or parts of their personalities can come out at, at different, times during their development, different times during their life, and can also, you know, sort of appear under different circumstances. Like I might see a particular behavior, a really positive one, or a a more challenging one in a group situation, let's say a big group situation, but I will not see it in a small group situation, and the owners will never see it either. Like it only kind of comes out in a big group situation. You know what I mean? Like I might be one way at a dinner party and another way, you know, um, at a great big concert or something, and then a different way with my family. Not that I have all these different personalities, but just, you know, where I'm comfortable, I might have different aspects of my personality come out. Does that make sense? And I think it's true with dogs. I think it's absolutely true with dogs, and a place we see that happen frequently is dog parks, that a dog that is perfectly appropriately behaved with, you know, the dogs in their home or with their friend's dogs can go out to a dog park and all of a sudden will start seeing different behaviors because it's a complex environment, and all of these, all everything that's happening in the environment and with the other animals is affecting the way that this particular dog is responding. And so absolutely, like you brought up about yourself, the dynamics of the environment and the situation are absolutely going to impact the dog. And so, and and frankly, I think there are times that you can't even tell what's happening in the environment that makes you so, makes your dog uncomfortable. Right. It can be the fact that the neighbors are having their house re-roofed. Right, right. Exactly. And and there's times I know we've had a caller on before too where um she was saying that, you know, her dog does really well at the dog park. But then all of a yeah. sudden she was having problems. And I think if I I don't remember everything about this conversation, but I know that what I do remember is um tennis balls suddenly were part yeah. of the picture. And I don't know if it was tennis balls with these particular new dogs or if it was like these new dogs or whatever, but it was a combination of um, tennis balls and new dogs that um, started to see some real aggressive behavior out of this normally very sweet dog and um, and how that was, you know, we, we kind of whittled it down. Uh, I think, it was, I don't know if it was with you or with Dr. Nicole or whoever, but, you know, just to kind of... Uh, you know, see what what changed, you know, what changed. And I know I've brought this up before, too, and, and I think it's, you know, I don't know how uh, obvious it is in all dogs, but some dogs I think it's pretty obvious. And just when they go through their adolescence change, you know, there is, they have chemical imbalances, too, and they're, they're you know, growing pains or whatever, and, and that's something to sort of keep in mind, too, even though I think it's harder f- to recognize and talk about and diagnose with with animals than it is with people, but you know they go through those those uh, internal changes as well. And what are your thoughts on that, Cheryl? Well, that's something that I think about often, and there's some really important periods in their development that are really important for us as as the caretakers to watch. One of them is right around four months. One is another. Another one begins around ten months where if they're exposed to something frightening during that period, it can affect them for their entire life. And so I pay a lot of attention to that age, those two age groups, and make sure that my dog has a lot of really great experiences during that. But then they don't reach social maturity oftentimes until right around 18 months, and that varies from breed to breed and dog to dog. And so it's very probable that you're going to start seeing behavioral changes right around that two two-year period, 15 months to two-year period as well. Can we go and back? that's where you're going to start to see the adult personality showing up a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. And that and that person, and when you said adult personality, my mind, it's like that they're um, 
not only the adult part, but they've kind of established their role in their family system and that they're mm-hmm. um, they're <clears throat> they understand and are more comfortable being the guard dog of the family too. Does that make sense? Not that that is a role that every dog automatically goes into and reacts the same way, but that um, I just find them being more. I don't want to say attached to their family, but more protective of what they view as their space and their people, um, their their identity and who they identify with. Does that make sense? I do think it makes sense. And I think because it, sh- it starts to show up so late that these early years are really important to help your dog become more of the dog you want them to be. So if you start to see early signs of, gosh, my dog stands at the top of the stairs when I walk up or... My dog tends to run around me while I'm walking outside of my house or, you know, it steals bones from my smaller dog. These are all signs that we should maybe start intervening early by creating a better option for the dog so that they don't continue to practice that behavior that's a little bit more problematic. Right, right. Can we go back here now when you said four months and ten months and that us as owners will try really hard not to um, put them in a situation where they might be fearful? So one thing I know that I would have control over is fireworks, thunder, you know, to a certain extent. Um, uh, bicycle riders or rollerblade, rollerbladers zipping through, um, coming up from behind real quick, you know, um, that kind of thing. But, I mean, I I don't know. I mean, like, I just don't know how to – how do you – I like really protect them from that or is it maybe not so much protecting them from things that happen out of your control, but how you respond to it? I mean, right. This is a huge question and it's so important. I would, I would start by being aware that the first time my dog experiences something, if it's fearful, that's going to potentially affect them for the rest of their life. If the first experience they have with something is positive and the second experience is is more disturbing or frightening, that isn't going to be as hard for the dog to recover from. So a perfect example of that is going to the veterinarian. If the first time my dog goes to the veterinarian, it gets a shot, It that can affect my dog for the rest of its life. If the first time my dog goes to the veterinarian and gets a cookie and then leaves, and then the second experience it gets a shot, it's not going to have as much of a negative reaction. So, so yes, if you can control the environment, that's great. But if you can't, then you can do some damage control later on. Do I have time to go into a new topic or kind of explain in more detail? Yes. Okay. So you brought up fireworks and that's a a perfect example. So my dog Owen was right around a year old, potentially still in that period when the 4th of July happened this year. I took him outside to go to the bathroom for the last time of the day. Somebody shot off a firecracker in the back alley and then within a minute or two in the front. It took me three days to get Owen to go back out into my yard. I had to literally take him off the property into my car to get him to go to the bathroom for three days. Last night I was out at at a, a brewery with him and fireworks started going off. And luckily, the person I was with had a, a similar reaction. So we looked at what was on our table. We had pretzels, popcorn, and pizza. And we both started just giving our dogs food as fast as we could, which is some, it's called counter conditioning. And basically, what we're doing is pairing an aversive experience with something positive. And so the minute we started hearing those fireworks go off, we started giving our dogs something positive to focus on so that they weren't going to that same level of stress. And for Owen, I had 15 minutes of him getting food. He actually was able to stay calm with the fireworks going off. You know, it was probably a couple miles away, but that would be the first step to helping him get through that problem. Yeah, good idea. Yeah, and you said popcorn's okay? To give, I gave popcorn because it was what I had on the table. I would ask Dr. Nicole if she's okay with that. 
but it's what I had on the table and I needed to give him something. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, I, I only... Uh was paying attention to that because one of my clients recently um, left popcorn for the dog and said, you can give the dog a handful of popcorn each night. And it was, you know, no flavor, no butter, no salt. And I thought, oh, I don't, I don't know. I mean, maybe that's a fad now or, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I've never heard of that before. I don't before. know if it's a fan. I've just, my dogs have always enjoyed a little popcorn. So, and I shouldn't tell this, but I sometimes give my dog popcorn while I'm eating it. But I have never checked with a veterinarian, so I think that would always be the first step. Right, 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 right. To yeah. confirm. Yeah, I was just thinking. And and I know that you got to go, but can I please – Cheryl can only stay with us for the first three segments, and we're going to be heading into commercial break. I, I do have one more question to get. Can you stay like 60 seconds into the second one? I can – yes. I'll I be can. really quick. Okay. 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 All right. So um, – uh, yeah, but we're going to be going into commercial break, so that's why I just wanted to make sure that Cheryl um, of Jiffy Dog Dog Training in St. Paul um, could stay with us just one one more, like, 60-second period. Okay, so pet appreciators, please stay with us. And again, if you have any questions, comments, ideas, whatever, 952-946-6205. Total Dog Company has a great rewards program. It's called the Frequent Barker Card. You earn punches on the card based on the amount you spend, one punch for every $10. After you get 12 punches, you can redeem the card for $10 off a purchase. Everything we sell qualifies, so you get points and use points on things you really want. The Frequent Barker Program at Total Dog Company in New Hope, right off of 169 at 9432 36th Avenue North and at TotalDogCompany.com. Hi, this is Ken Hagland, host of Living Healthy and Aging Well, inviting you to listen to our new show airing on Saturdays from noon to one, where we talk about your health and your life and provide insights to living and aging well. Each week, we provide answers to important questions regarding health care, elder care, end-of-life care, and caregiver support to help you and your loved ones plan for the future and enjoy your highest quality of life today. Please join us every Saturday from noon to one for Living Healthy and Aging Well. Hi, Matt McNeil for Rudy Luther Toyota. For your next vehicle purchase, there are many reasons to choose Rudy Luther. First, their top-notch staff from top to bottom is wonderful, friendly, and always ready to help. Another, the Luther Advantage card. With every new and used vehicle purchase, you'll get three years of 10 cents off per gallon of gas at Holiday Station stores, as well as discounted car washes. The Luther Advantage card keeps you happy in your Rudy Luther vehicle. Find out more at Rudy Luther Toyota, 394 and 169 in Golden Valley. Do you suffer from anxiety about the current state of politics? Are you confused or easily angered by the president? It's my party and I'll lie if I want to, lie if I want to. Do you have an overwhelming feeling that something is going terribly wrong with the country, but don't know if Democrats are the answer? Chuck, if you just stick with me, with Democrats we'll quickly see. Seize defeat from jaws of victory. Tax extend. Join us then. We will screw can't control what happens in Washington, D.C., but you can take command over how it affects you by coming to see the Capital Steps. The Capital Steps can provide relief from political anxiety disorder. So ask your doctor if the Capital Steps are right for you. The Capital Steps, they put the muck in democracy. Capital Steps brings their show to the Ordway on Friday, August 9th at 7.30. Purchase tickets at ordway.org. That's ordway.org. Hello, friends. I've been talking to you about Prairie Oaks Memorial Eco Gardens, Minnesota's first green cemetery dedicated to celebrating life and protecting our environment. One of the many wonderful things they have is something called the living urn. Ashes are buried in an urn with seedlings ultimately coming back to life as a glorious tree. Isn't that a beautiful thing? Why don't you log on to the website mngreengraves.com. Learn more about Prairie Oaks Memorial Eco Gardens. See if it might be something that's meaningful for you. Thanks for sticking with us, uh, Pet Appreciators. And again, if you're just joining us here at the end of the show, it's um, the Pet Connection Show here on AM 950. Kathy Menard, your host, and our wonderful guest, Cheryl Jaffer of Jiffy Dog Dog Training um, over in St. Paul. But again, she goes all over the metro area. All right, real quick. I know you got to go, Cheryl. So you mentioned that you were at the brewery. And I know that breweries and dogs are like a big thing now. And there's a new brewery being... Um, 
you know, built or whatever you say. You know, I think it's downtown Minneapolis, but I'm not really sure. Can't remember where I read it, whatever, but it was just in the last few days. And they're going to have a big dog park and kind of a water dog mm-hmm. park um, in uh, wherever it is. And so um, so I thought, number one, that's great, you know, because a lot of people, especially young people, like to socialize after work. And yet they're pet owners, too. So it's always kind of this tug and pull thing. But now they can still spend time with their dog and they'll have like a leashed area, you know, near a bar thing and then sort of a, a free dog play thing. You know, dog park with water, fun, and stuff like that. And I think that's all great. Um, but my one concern um, is what happens when a dog owner just drinks too much. I mean, it, it can't always be this perfectly – you know what I mean? Like it can't – if it's like any other brewery or bar, there's always going to be somebody that's going to drink a little too much. And if they're walking home with their dog – or you know what I mean? Like how mm-hmm. how do you address that kind of stuff? You know what I mean? I haven't heard of it being a, a problem, but I I can't imagine that on occasion it will be. And you know, do you do you know if you're with your friends? Hey, it looks like you've had too much to drink. Let me take your dog home tonight, or you know something like that. I mean, what do you what do you uh, you know? I don't know. I would love if they had an experience person to oversee the dog park to watch for shifts in body language because obviously if people are drinking, their perception is going to shift. And so it's both in the park, but then when they leave, maybe it would be instead of a sober cab, it would be a sober sober walker program where they allow people to walk somebody's dog home when they're not in a position to do it themselves. And so I think that would be a really interesting program to add in to what they're doing to make sure everybody's safe. Yeah, and I don't want to be like a, a poor sport or something like that about it. Uh, you know, that's not my intention at all. It's just that I can't imagine that magically just because dogs are there, nobody's going to have an issue w- with alcohol. Um, like magically that just all goes away because everybody loves their dogs. You know what I mean? Um, it's not well, like I think it's actually- you would have uh, – you know what I mean? It's yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Well, no, that's okay. I, I I'm getting passionate about it because I feel like my concern is that if people are walking around the dogs when they're drinking, that may change the way they move, and it also could be stressful for some of the dogs. So I would really hope that they come up with some really careful oversight and think through those issues before they open to make sure that everybody, dogs and humans, are safe. Right, right. And that's an excellent point. I'm following what you're saying now, that when somebody starts to drink too much, their body body movements become unpredictable, and that can be very frightening to a dog. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, I just wanted to get your take on that, Cheryl. Thank you. I wish you a really great day. And um, thanks for all you do, for all those rescues. Oh, do you have any announcements? I know you're very involved with rescues. Did you have? I thought you had maybe one you wanted to bring up. I forgot. There's one more I want to bring up, and I think this harkens back to the conversation at the beginning of the hour of one thing we can all do is be parts of our communities. And with National Night Out coming up, I think that's an opportunity for us to gather together and build community. Spencer Group is a nonprofit dedicated to providing free training. Um, from certified trainers to dogs and rescues. And Chuck and Dons of Egan has very graciously asked us to be at their National Night Out event on Tuesday, August 6th, from 5 until 9 p.m. So if you want to learn a little bit more about Spencer Group, we'll be at that Chuck and Dons event in Egan on Tuesday. Excellent. Yeah, Spencer Group is an excellent uh, nonprofit organization for dogs. So excellent. All right, thank you so much, Cheryl. And have a great day. Good day. Yeah, you too. Well, pet appreciators, just about three, four minutes left here in the show. You know, one of the things that I did want to um, bring up, and you've probably heard it in the news because it's been all over, right, uh, on all the major news sites uh, on a national level. But, you know, the um, the FD, FDA and the CDC has come out um, with a warning not to give your dogs uh, the pig ears. I don't know if there's a formal term for that funny little treat. Um, I know I haven't given any to my dogs for a couple of years now, but 
Um, but anyways, there's a salmonella. I'm sure I'm not saying that right. Salmonella, whatever outbreak. Um, actually, it's, it's widespread, and I think that's why the CDC and the uh, the FDA came out. But 33 states. 33 states have had issues with this. 127 people have become sick from from handling the pig's ears. And so it's super important. I, I think if you had a, have any in your cupboard now, I think I would just toss them until this um, warning is over and, um, you know, the outbreak is over or whatever. But certainly don't ever keep them by your regular people food. And I think I would always wash your hands afterwards and that kind of thing. But people have gotten sick because they can be, it can be transferred from the pig, pig's ears even through your dog um, and, and into the, the human body system there. So um, please be really careful. I think it's a good idea once a week, just you know, one time a week when you're on your break or whatever, just to check the FDA and the CDC and see what sort of warnings there are because there is a pet section. And just see if there's any recalls or warnings. Just keep up to date on that. Uh, make sure you're you're very proactive with what you give your dogs and cats, of course. Um, and I'm just uh, I'm just sad that 127 people got sick from just giving their dog a treat. And so uh, that's uh, that's disappointing. But anyways, stay proactive with that, pet appreciators. There's websites that will help us with that. You know, the other thing I just wanted to say that I was struggling with since, um, I don't know, I think 11 o'clock last night until right before I got to the show here. But this, seriously, if anybody has any ideas for me in the last couple minutes, please let me know. But I'm caring for this dog, and he's probably 80 pounds, a Newfoundland, right? but he's older, and so he's he's got some issues. But one of them is this humongous uh, tumor growing on his back. It's about the size of a, maybe a cantaloupe, maybe slightly, slightly smaller than a cantaloupe, but getting there is really, really hard. You know, the pressure is really building with the fluid or whatever is inside of it. And so he was just him, himself the last few days, you know, doing his own thing. And he loves to be part of the group and he loves to be around people. And so he was, you know, just doing his thing. But yesterday, you know, after one of his many naps, because he is older, he just couldn't stand up anymore. He just couldn't stand up. And so I have been, his owners are coming to get him here as soon as the show is done. And I can't even finish the story. Dang it. Why did I even start it? But anyways, pet appreciators, I've had to roll him onto a blanket. He's a big boy, you know, about 80 pounds, big newfie. Drag him across the room drag him to the food bowls. He's not eating, but at least I can get him to drink quite a bit of water. But um, but it, I can tell now that tumor is starting to leak because uh, the blanket that I have him on is, is wet underneath that and it's getting more squishy and it's probably leaking inside of him and that's why he's sick. He's lost all control of his urinary and, and bowel um, ability. So I've been busy cleaning that, but I just... I had a question with it, and I can't even get to it, so maybe next time, pet appreciators. But, um, but yeah, let's just be great citizens this week, caring, loving, respectful citizens, and I wish you all a great rest of the weekend.